Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. comfort zone. It was a um, conference, like he said, for worship leaders, and I cannot sing at all, and pastors. And so you're standing in the middle of all these, you know, beautiful voices and strong voices, and I'm, you know, mouthing um, the words so that nobody can hear my horrible voice. Um, But it was so awesome just to see how people walked in and, ex, you know, with an expectant heart. And it was like, God, give me whatever you have. I want everything that you have for me. It wasn't like a, um, you know, I got to get ready. I got to, you know, put out of my mind everything that happened on the way to church this morning. And, you know, the things that we do, because we all do that. We're human. Our lives go everywhere with us. So what happens to us, that kind of, you know, takes over our day sometimes. And um, it was just cool that people came in. And, I mean, as soon as the music started playing, hands were going up. And people were on their faces and on their knees. And I thought to myself, why do people think this is weird? Because there are people that think this is strange. It's strange that people raise their hands. It's strange that people fall on their faces. But, you know, after listening to the messages, it's like God gave everything for you. And you, can, you can't give him a hand raise or a, you know, get on your knees every once in a while. And that hit home to me because I do, it takes me a little while to get comfortable. I grew up in a Baptist church um, when I went to church. And you just didn't raise your hands and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with the Baptist church. I'm not saying that, but that's not what I was accustomed to. So walking into a place where hands are raised and people are, you know, being filled with the Spirit and jumping around and dancing, you know, I'm like... I mean, it just opened up something on the inside of me. Like, I want that. I want that. And I've come so far with Christ, but it's like I want so much more than what I have. Um, so I encourage you to dig a little bit deeper, and then I'm going to share. Um, Carl Lentz, who I have heard before, is the pastor at Hillsong, New York City, and he is awesome. And he just kind of tells you like it is. Um, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He just lays it out there for you, whether you like it or not. And sometimes we, I know I need that. Um, and so he really, the things he said really hit home and I wanted to share what he said about the soul. And basically he said, he was talking about how, um, you know, it is well with my soul and how your relationship with God is about the, your soul. It's not about your flesh because every day we have to get up and we have to choose to die to our selves and put our flesh aside and live for God and and it's so hard with all the things we have going on but he talked about um three things to identify whether you have a healthy soul or not and um you know some of them I was like hmm I think I need to work on that um but I wanted to share those with you I thought they were really good um the first one to identify whether you have a healthy soul or not is you change your atmosphere the atmosphere doesn't change you And that one was big for me because sometimes we go into work and everybody's in a bad mood or you walk in somewhere and everybody wants to gossip to you about so-and-so that sits three rows down from you at church, right? And do you jump in with that? Do you, does the negative attitude change your behavior? Does it make you have a bad day and a negative day? Or does the gossip or whatever make you jump in and gossip with them? So that was one thing I thought was cool. Like making sure that you are changing the atmosphere when you come into a place, do people feel comfortable having that negative attitude around you? Do they feel comfortable coming to you to gossip or talk about somebody? If so, you want to check that one. Um, The next one was, uh, if your soul is healthy, you give the benefit of the doubt to God. And he gave an example about how he had a mosquito bite on his leg. This was really funny because it's nothing like me at all. He had a mosquito bite on his leg, and he called his wife who was out of town, and he was like, oh my God, something is wrong with me. 
like there's a there's something on my leg. It's a rash, like it's itching. It's really bad. And she, you know, had no sympathy for him whatsoever and said, okay, bye, basically, and hung up the phone. So he goes to the emergency room, and he's like, or to the doctor's office, and he's like, oh, my God, something's going on with my leg. I have, like, this itch and this rash, and it's, it's you know, I'm going to die, basically, is what he was saying. And she was like, Carl, it's a mosquito bite. You can go home now. Um, But it's like he said, the first thing he did was Google it. And that's the worst thing you can ever do when you think something is wrong with you is Google it. Because it's going to bring up the top ten ways you can die today. And so that was hilarious to me because I I struggle in that area sometimes. Shelly can tell you. My whole family can tell you. If I have a headache, somebody take me to the emergency room now. It's about to go down. So just make sure that you give God the benefit of the doubt, that you don't panic immediately. Like, and that's what he said. When something bad happens, not just medical, but anything else, do you automatically panic and think the worst, or do you, get, do you give it to God? And do you say, God, this is yours. You can handle this, and you, you can, whatever your plan is, that's what's going to happen regardless, right? Um, and then number three was um, get help when you're hurting. Unhealthy souls try to do it on their own. And don't we as Christians try to do it on our own a lot? You know, we're not perfect. We're never going to be. We're never going to have it all together. Never. And if you think that saying, giving your your life to God is going to fix you right up and you're going to walk out of here perfect, then, you know, you're mistaken. And all of you know that. I don't have to tell you that. But, you know, we think that we have to be perfect and we can't ask for help when we need it. Seek godly counsel. Seek him. And then everything, you know, will be taken care of the right way. So I just wanted to share those things. I hope that they are helpful to you. And if you didn't get a chance to write those down, they will be on podcasts, I think. Um, You can go back and jot those down. But they were really, really, really good. And we so appreciate um, that we were able to go. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome experience. And um, Carl did say one more thing, that he he kind of um, believes for the best in every situation. And he had, I hope none of you is going to share this, um, that he went to, he's in New York City, and their church is humongous. And they don't have enough seats for their church. They're looking for a bigger building. And so he... Um, he said, you know, I always believe the best in everything. I believe God can do anything. So he walked up to Madison Square Garden, and he was like, he talked to the executive. He was like, hey, dude, can we borrow this for free? And he was like, no. Okay, great. All right, thanks. You know, kind of thing. So I'm going to send Carl a message and say, hey, can you and Israel come to our church for free? But thank you, guys. That is so cool. That is cool. And then tell, tell him we're friending up. Tell him we're friending up. That is crazy because he was saying that, and he was talking about um, just making sure you always stay, uh, like she said, in, you know, making, always make sure you're stretching your faith. And, um, and it was, that, was, that was incredible. It was incredible. You know, one of the, one of the highlights for me, and, and I've been, this I think was like my fifth year um, going, but one of the things that is so encouraging um, is... The entire conference is the moment. Anybody know what I'm saying when I say you go to church and you experience the moment? The moment, in case you're wondering what's the moment, the moment is when it's almost like God is sitting on top of you. It's not, it's not oh, wow, that was a great message, or, ooh, I like that song, or, ooh, I got goosies, you know. It's, it's where the presence of God is just so real. Uh, and so strong, and from the time you walk in the door to the time, it was so funny because, I mean, we were, we were literally at midnight um, the, the last night, um, and the, the power of God was incredible, incredible. And one of the, my takeaway it was, may we always, all of us, may we always walk into the door, in these doors, looking for the moment, that moment, not, not trying to build up to, you know, I got to, I got to, you know, I got to clear my mind of, of all the crud, um, that happened before church. And, um, and, and, and then, and then, you know, by the fourth song, okay, God, you can do something, but I'm still not really there yet. And then by the end of the message, yes, God, I surrendered. Like, why can't we walk in the door and automatically go, God, here I am. I've laid all that. Why don't, why are we prepping for, for God while we're in here? It's almost like we're wasting his time because we're not ready for him yet. You know what I'm saying? 
How many married people, you know, you, you, you told your wife, hey, I'm on date night tonight. We're going to do this thing. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. And, and you say, this is the time we're going to leave. And what you normally say about 10 minutes after the time you were supposed to leave, I'm not ready yet. And when we do that to God all the time. It's like, I'm not ready yet. And he's like, well, how much more do you need? And so as a body for this house, my, my, my prayer and, and what I want to encourage all of us to do. And we were talking about, it's like, why can't, it would be so cool if we could just take all of you guys and dump you in the middle of that that huge auditorium, or, or take just a portion of them and bring them back here. Well, the, 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 di- the difference was, because it wasn't a church service, it was you had 1,800 people that are either worship leaders in a worship band or pastors who understand the, 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 the responsibility that it takes to, to, to lay all that stuff down, whatever you came in here with, so that when it's time to get in the presence of God, you're not wasting any time. Because, and, and somebody said this, they said, what if... This moment, what, that moment, where, when you get in the moment, okay, there is a moment in every service. That's, that's our goal is to get to the moment. I wish the moment would sit from, the, from as soon as we walk in the door. Not we get all the way to the altar call and, and somebody starts playing or we play a track or whatever, and it's like, oh, do you feel that? It's like, why aren't we feeling that as soon as we walk in the door? Okay, and so what if, what if, that, what if that moment was the moment that changed everything? How... how we all come in here, we all come to church with needs, right? Financial, health, whatever. What if that moment, it's in that moment that everything changed? And if we really believe that, we wouldn't have a hard time trying to get in that moment. Because the moment is really up to you. Because he doesn't change. He's, he's the same yesterday. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to get the warm and fuzzy. He don't have to get warmed up. But we come into church and we got to kind of, you know, like a roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes our roller coaster stops and we get off because it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to wait. How many impatient Christians? Okay, don't, don't answer that. But what if we really believe that the moment in his presence could change our circumstances? Basically, what I'm saying is we don't believe that. Because we're, we're, we're not so quick to jump in there and go with it. And, it's, and it, like I said, it's, it's literally when God sits on us. And one of the words that, that they used a lot was he superimposes. When God superimposes heaven on us. Anybody know what superimpose means? It means when you lay something on top of something else, but both things you can, uh, let me just say it this way. To place or lay one thing on over another typically so that both are still evident. God doesn't want you to totally just, you know, you don't exist anymore. He just wants to be, he wants to be over you. Can somebody just say, God, be over me? Be over me. So, man, God, God superimposed. Just, just superimpose yourself on, on my life. You can't come in here and go, God, superimpose on the service if you hadn't said superimpose on, on everything else to do with my life before I got in here. Because he's like up in heaven going, I, 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 I. It's like, okay, you want me here, but you don't want me out there when it really counts. I mean, it counts in here, but it really counts out there. What if the moment could change everything? We come in here, and I was referencing that a while ago. We come in here like we're trying to audition for the, the, big, the big church reality TV show. We come in here trying to aud- like we're trying to audition for I Got This Thing Together. Man, he is attracted to your, your screwed upness. He is attracted to your brokenness. It's what put him on the cross. It wasn't because we were all perfect. It's because we were broken, tore up, busted up. How many busted up people in here? He's attracted to that. Stop trying to cover that up. <laughs> Speaking of covering up, Houston is, it's, the people are beautiful and lovely, very nice out there, but when they get behind the wheel of a car, they turn into really angry people. They have no idea what the blinker system's all about, and if you choose to use yours, they don't understand what that's about. And, and it's like the rent-a-car that we got was brand spanking new, just a few miles on it. I was the designated driver. And after the first day, we come out, because it was night when we picked it up, and we came out of the hotel the next morning. There's this long black streak going down the side of this white car. I was like, God, if this would have been a black car, a silver car, anything but white, you wouldn't have saw that. And it was clearly not there when we picked the car up. Like, Great. So we get out of the church. 
I don't know where it happened, how it happened, but I get this in my insurance agents in here going, did you accept their insurance or did you put it on yours? <laughs> anyway, so, 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 so I guess a rock or something hit the windshield because it made a pretty little spot on there and started to protrude out a little bit. And I had a plan for that. I also had a plan for the door. I was like, I can get that off. I can go to Walmart and get a, a magic eraser, and we'll, 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 we'll erase this thing. We'll get that off. And it worked. It did. Uh, oh, and then the other thing that happened on Amy's side of the car, her mirror on that side, somehow something hit it and just blew a hole right in the back side of the, um, I kid you not, blew a hole right in the back side of the, the side mirror. You know, speaking of trying to cover things up, so what I, she didn't even see it when I dropped the car off. I, when we pulled into the garage under my breath, I said, God, put a blanket over this car. May she not see anything on this car. And she didn't. It was great. I was like, have a blessed day. I'm out. Of course, the only two things that were left to see was the blown out mirror and the windshield because I took care of the dryer race. That worked. Um, but, but I told them, I said, um, I'm gonna need, when we take the car back, I'm going to need you all to walk away because what I'm fixing to spin to this lady, you know, like, dude, I don't know where that came from, the crack in the windshield, I don't, I don't even know. You know, we're like that in church. Like, I, I don't even know how that happened. Why don't we just be real and honest? But instead, we have Christians that take it to the next level like I did. So the day we go to leave yesterday, um, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some, some um, go out there and get some sand. And I'm going to take a bottle of water and I'm going to create a little mud on it. And I'm going to apply it on like, like maybe I got behind a truck that splattered mud on my car. So I'll splatter it right there. And I did. I put it right on top of that little crack in the windshield. <laughs> but it, it didn't work. It didn't work. So it actually drew more <laughs> It drew more attention to it, so, so I, I, to, to prevent it, I um, turned the windshield wipers on to clean that off because I was like, God, you know, may your blood of Jesus, as I'm pumping the water, just clean the slate. You know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, that, that's funny, and I really wasn't planning on, I really wasn't planning on um, even sharing that because it really, nothing spiritual about that other than the fact that we have a lot of Christians that are trying to go out and take other substance to cover up stuff instead of taking care of the stuff. And then, and then live. But instead, we're rolling around in our cars with mud and stuff on us, trying to cover up all the open places, the messed up places. When all God's saying is, if you'll just go after the moment with me, I can, I can take care of all that stuff. So may we go after the moment in him. Amen. I'm old school. I use paper and pen. Um, It was a great time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending us. Anyway, this is a bad mic. Um, While we were there, we had... Speaker, the worship off the chain. It was the best worship ever. And um, like they've shared with you, you were in a room of worshipers. These were people who were up here on the platform at their churches every Sunday, every Wednesday, um, bringing people into worship. So being in their presence was like, oh my gosh. It, the one morning we started, Friday morning, I believe it was, they just started where we left off on Thursday night. And it took no effort. It was just like you just went in. Like we didn't have to play four songs to get you loosened up to, to get there. It was just you went in on the very first song. And it was just, it just took my breath away because that's, that's what we want. That's what our soul cries out for, is just to be in his presence. Not to have to be worked up to be in his presence, but just to be there. That's what he wants in us. He cries daily for us to come and be in his presence. He's right there. We're the ones that move. That was free. <laughs> Nobody said that there. Um, 
the guy that I, re- I liked them all. You had the best of preachers, and you also had the best of worship. So you, it was just the best. Um, it was it was awesome. Um, the one guy that he was actually from Jacksonville. His name is um, Stovall. Stovall, whatever. Um, anyway, he spoke on Friday morning, I believe it was, and um, he talked about. I just wrote some some things that highlighted it in my, when I was listening to him, things that jumped out to me. It was like, okay. And um, he said, how high, well, I think actually Cheryl Brady said this one, but it was, how high can God take me without losing me? And it's like, how far can I go in God that I don't forget where I came from? God wants us to be all that we can be in him, but he always wants us to remember where we came from so we don't lose that. We don't lose our identity, which is in him. We don't get too big for our britches, in other words. Um, during, the wor- during true worship, the flood, the flood, oh God, the flesh deactivates. So when you're in true worship, you don't worry about what they're doing over there or what he's doing over here or how he's singing or how they're dancing or, or how they're expressing their worship. You don't worry about that. So when we can get to that point, we can have an awesome experience with our Savior. Um, turn your worry into worship. Don't worry. God's got the answer to every worry that I have. God has the answer. So why not worship him? So he'll give it to me. Um, And Briley said this one earlier, create space for God and he will fill it. So when I make space for him, he's going to come in. If I don't make any space for him, he's a gentleman. He's not going to bother me. He's not going to keep pressing at that moment. There's going to be maybe another moment when I can do it. But at that moment, he's going to say, okay, there's no room in her today. So let her deal with it herself. So I'm asking, God, please help me make space for you every day of my life. Um, Then I was told, and so I'm going to tell y'all, you guys are giant killers. We all had to fist bump everybody and tell them we're giant killers. Um, So whenever there's a giant in your life, you are a giant killer. So don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother you that there's a giant coming, big old thing. But it, you are the killer. You know the one who can take care of that big giant. Run to daddy. My daddy's bigger. Um, Your fruit is in your foe. So when that giant comes, your fruit may be found through that struggle. Look for the fruit. He gave an, he was talking about the giants and, and how the people saw themselves as, as the little people and the big giants. And there was only three giants there. There was only three of them. There was 10 of those guys, but there was only three big giants. And, um, the big giants he told us about, and they're in that note, they're not up here, were um, one of the giants was our finances, our, our, can you hand me that? My notebook right there. I should have had that. Um, The first giant was workmen. So your first giant will usually be found in your work, your career, or your finances. The second one is the weaver. And he was talking about 
the way things go. So it's your behavior patterns, how things work, how you, you work things, okay? So the devil knows these are the things that he can affect you with. Um, so watch your behavior. Watch, watch in your work area. Watch in your career. When, when things start going a little slide, know who to turn to because God's got it. Um, and then the third giant is your family. There's always stuff going on within your family that can take you away from the Lord. It's like, well, I can't go to church. Doggone it, we had a big fight this morning. Yes, you can. That's where you need to be. Don't shy away from where you need to be. Um, and the, I thought this was interesting. He was talking about the fruit, about the fruits, and there were three fruits in that land too, and they were the, the grapes, the pomegranates, and the figs. And the grapes represent redemption, and that's your mind, your behavior patterns. Um, the pomegranates was worship. Just worship the Lord. Those are the fruits that are over there that you want to take hold of. And then um, redemption, fruit, the figs, sorry. The figs are the provision. Figs are the money. I told him I was going to go buy me some Fig Newtons because that's where the money was. <laughs> um, and a funny that we had while we were there um, was the plane. The plane, the plane. Amy is deathly afraid of planes. We have found out. (laughs) Um, Yesterday, coming home, going over was not that bad. The guy came down really fast, so our ears were like, it was bad coming down when we first got there. Leaving yesterday was great. We got up about... We didn't even get in the air five minutes. Started doing this. All the way home, we're doing this. Um, it was bad. And Amy, I could, I was, we were sitting behind them on the way home. So I could see what was going on a little bit up there. First off, she laid her head on Bradley's shoulder. And evidently, his bony shoulder was hurting her head. So she moved that. <laughs> then she laid down on, like in front of him, on his uh, on the, I don't, I guess, chest. She's laying there. That didn't work. So she moves over, and I can't see her anymore because she's right in front of me. Then I see her go back over. I see her put her earbuds in. It's like, that's not going to help. <laughs> um, it was just funny just watching. But that, so I just, I started praying for her because, I mean, it was bad. It was so bad that they made, we were, I was so thirsty because I didn't get anything before we left on the airplane. Do you know you have to buy your food on the airplane? They don't even give you nuts anymore. You have to buy your snacks. We didn't know that on the way over. We found out on the way back. Um, They give you a drink, Coke or whatever, but um, you have to buy your snacks, and they're not cheap. (laughs) It's better to buy them in the airport than buy them on the plane. Um, So anyway, we... We were thirsty. I was thirsty. They got two seats ahead of us, and they made the stewardesses sit down because the stuff was so crazy. I've never been on a plane when they made the stewardess sit down. So I was like, oh, God. What does that mean? <laughs> and we're like, Whoa. But we made it back. Thank you again for sending us. Had such a great time. If I, I told him, I said, if I could bring 50 of those people back and just put them in our church, it would have been so awesome. But I would like to take 50 of y'all and put in that place and just let you experience what we experienced. You, it was awesome. And I know that's, that's just that's the only word I can use to, to explain to you. It, it was just truly the best conference. It was, it was called the unconference because it's really not a conference. It was just beyond what we can tell you. Um, if you can ever experience it, 
it's well worth your money and your time. Thank you. Stretch out there real good. Awesome, awesome. Now I want you to say with me this morning, I want to go deeper in him. Now go high five. Five people and then come back for about 12 minutes. You got to go get five. Five people and tell them that you want to go deeper. Come on, some of you haven't moved five yet. Let's go. Grab five. I want to go deeper. ready get ready now because we want to go deeper we want to show him we're ready let's give God a big round of applause can we do it in the house come on let's go upstairs one time come on let's go up elevate this thing one time come on give a shout unto the Lord Turn to someone as you're seated and say, I'm on my way. Give me about 15 minutes. I'm going to give you two quick stories that happen. And then I'm going to give you 10 nuggets with scripture behind us. So get ready to write, okay? I'm going to give you 10 things that were given. All right, here you go. Ready? Story number one. Um, everything Bradley said about that vehicle is true. And when you sit in the back seat, you're sitting way low like a low rider. Well, let me tell you what happened one of the times as we were driving on one of those routes, 640, whatever it was. They're calling out all these kinds of things that we're supposed to be looking at. And he sees a golf station, or one of them in the car sees a golf station. And he says to me, hey, Dad, can you see that? I'm sitting down in there like that. Like, can you get up high enough to where you can see that? And there was a moment where we just busted out laughing. Because it was that low, and the buildings, y'all didn't even get that one. Here's the second story. Short people don't always see. Okay. Here's the second story. Thursday night, in case some of you are going, is this about over? I have good news for you. The kingdom is never over. You might get out of a service, but you'll never get out of the kingdom. Once in, always in. Give God praise right there. Some of you didn't even know that was a moment of revelation right there. Once you come into his kingdom, you're always in the kingdom. I'd love to tell you what I just learned this past week in a devotional time with Pastor Prince from the Northwest when he shared clearly that once you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, he's paid for all of your sins, past, present, and future. How could you lose what's already paid for when you didn't buy it? Give the Lord praise in the house. You guys said you wanted to go deeper, so I just gave you something a little deeper. One more story, and then I need 10 minutes. Turn to somebody and say, you got it in you. So Thursday night service starts at 7 o'clock. It's well past 11. And it is on fire. Not on the highway. In that facility. And they move into impartation. Everybody say impartation. Because in the next 10 minutes, God's going to impart some things. And I'm going to give away two things this morning. And it's going to be a prophetic gift that I'm going to be giving to two individuals who God's already told me to give it to. How many know that the prophetic must stay in the house? So John Gray and some of you young people have seen him at Forward Conference. He comes up onto the stage and worship has been phenomenal like it's going to be here. People are going to come and they're going to be in the front of this place. And there's just going to be dancing and worshiping God. You guys don't even know yet what God's getting ready to do. It is going to revolutionize this whole region. And, and so he begins to call things out, and he's speaking to people in various sections. And then he locates a pastor from Georgia, sitting like back in that area, but not too deep. And Israel, who's been sitting down in front, I've never seen a person at such a level so willing to share as Israel Houghton. When God doesn't have him moving on the platform, he is comfortable right there. That's how we ought to be. When God calls your number, show up. But when he wants you back on the side, be there. And then be there for others as they're leading. That was the nugget before the 10 minutes. 
And so all of a sudden, I, I'm watching. Because when you're watching, you're learning. And so I'm watching everything that's happening. I, I'm aware that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in operation. And, and I see Israel move to the front because John gave him the notion. Gave him just a quick boom. And Israel comes up and he's ministering. He being John Gray is ministering to this pastor from Georgia. And then all of a sudden, like shot right out of a gun, I see Israel jump down off of the platform. He doesn't even use all of the steps. And he starts going to the guy. He gets to about two rows back, these kind of chairs, something similar to it. And all of a sudden, the anointing of the Lord is all over Israel. And he just kind of like launches himself. God is my witness. I saw it. And I will not embellish it. I saw him launch and kind of reach out and launch into the pastor. And both of them fell back over the chair. And Israel landing on top of this man. And then people began to gather around. Hold on, hold, hold, hold on here. Did I hear you say that's really weird? I used to go to bars too. And some of the stuff I saw in those kind of places, ridiculous. And it's got to be worse now. That was way back there in the late 60s and early 70s. So don't call anything in the kingdom of God weird. God might call you out. So be careful about yourself. And so then I see them kind of help Israel get up. And he just graciously fixed his hat. And he moves back up to the platform. And now they're sealing the deal. You know, if you've ever bought a car, that's what that's all about. You seal the deal. Everybody is sealing it. And then John's back on the platform and he said, I see in the spirit that God's going to be having you go to international ministry and the whole place erupts. There's the two stories. Say, I want to go deeper. Now I need for you to give me 10 minutes. Do you have it? I would never want to be around a person that doesn't have any weapons. I want to be around Christians who carry weapons of impartation. I'm going to be imparting two in just a few moments. Let's get started. Number one, and before I do that, I want to give you this quote. Bob Pierce said this it's on his vision statement that we saw in the foyer. Listen closely, please. Take notes. Let my heart be broken with the things that break the heart of God, Bob Pierce. One more time. Let my heart be broken with the things that break the heart of God. Number one, are we ready? Come on, come on, talk to me. Are we ready? Okay, I want 10 minutes to give you 10 nuggets. You get the one that you need. I will back every one of these nuggets with a scripture. Are you ready? Come on, church. I, I don't deal with quiet stuff like that. Are you ready? All right, number one. These are, these are not my statements. These were statements that came on the anointing. And then on the plane yesterday, I went to the God's word to find out if I could verify what was said. Because if the word doesn't verify it, leave it alone. Number one, the enemy is attacking, but our God is not lacking. Somebody needs that this morning. The verse, Psalm 81.10. I'm the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Number two. Number two. The lowest of the low will see the most high. Glory. The lowest of the low will see the most high. Scripture, James 4.10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Number three. What God wants is a broken heart. Surrender to the Holy Ghost. The verse. Come on, you guys have got to be writing down. When I finish this, I'll go back over the ten quickly. Are you listening? What God wants is a broken heart. Surrender to the Holy Ghost. Psalm 51, 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Listen, someone in this house is on the brink of a major breakthrough because you're crushed in your spirit and God is coming to the rescue. Number four, the entrance into heaven is through brokenness. The entrance into heaven is through brokenness. Isaiah 57, 15. For thus says the high and exalted one who lives forever, 
whose name is holy, I dwell on a high and holy place and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the heart of the contrite. Someone is about to receive revival in their inner man. You've got it all together on the outside, but on the inside, you've been breaking down and God's about to revive you. Give him praise in the house. Number five. Can you handle temporary embarrassment for eternal awards? Let me read that again to you. And I know someone just said, what was that? That's called praying in the Spirit. Number five, can you handle temporary embarrassment for eternal rewards? Scripture, James 1.12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. I want to pause right there and simply say, some of you are going through trials. Stop! Stop, reload, and fight again. Let me finish that scripture. Glory to God. Ooh. Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Fight on because you love him. Fight on because you love him. Number six. Honor always anticipates the next level. Pause. Because you've honored the pastoral staff, God is going to take this house to another level. We've been here since 1988. I don't think I can count on my hand with four fingers the number of times that I've been to a conference. I used to go to conferences all the time when I was in other states. It was, it's not anything that I've cried out about. I've just waited upon the Lord. Because you've honored this pastoral staff, God is about to take you to another level. You want to be around people that are going to the next level. Ooh, man, Spirit of the Lord. i got to give you the verse. Psalm 50, verse 14 and 15. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I shall rescue you, and you will honor me. Let's get all on our feet right now, and let's just begin to exalt the Lord. Come on, all over this room. Come on. I invite you to get up and to begin to give God praise. Begin to give a shout in your heart. Begin to give thanksgiving unto the Lord. Come on, the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Come on, come on. Let's go. Push, push, push on through. In Jesus' name. High five somebody and say, I'm on my way to deeper water. Number seven. Come with me quickly now. Come with me quickly. Number seven. People cannot take you where they've never been themselves. People cannot take you where they've never been themselves. There are a lot of people that are talking that are not walking. Go with those that are walking. That was from the Lord right there, that last piece. There are a lot of people that are talking, but they're not walking. Go with those who are walking. 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 and 22. For even here unto where you have been called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. I don't have the time today to talk about Pastor Stovall, how he wanted to show us that life is a process and you don't just bypass the steps, you actually come up the steps to the platform. There are way too many that think they can just elevate themselves when they forgot the process. Take the process. Jesus walked it, you walk it. Glory, glory, glory in this house. Number eight. This is huge. And I saw this in the spirit. I saw it on the plane. I saw it through the clouds. And I could almost tell you the individuals that God is going to give this particular one to this morning. Number eight. God will always have a gatekeeper for you in transitional seasons. Never make, listen to the word of the Lord this morning, never make a step without a gatekeeper in front of you. If you're walking out of this ministry, you better have a gatekeeper that's leading you to another ministry. Hearken to the word of the Lord, your God. You better have a gatekeeper. That's like trying to play basketball without a coach. All I need is the Holy Spirit. Boy, I could talk about that all day because they did down there. It is a dangerous thing to think you're running solo. Here's the verse. I promised the Lord that I would give these to you and I would not preach today. I will be on Wednesday night talking on the law of the lid. You don't want to miss that. 
Too many marriages have way too many lids on them. Number eight, we got to get there because I've got two things to give away, and then the Spirit of the Lord is going to break forth in this place. Second Chronicles 8.14, Now according to the ordinance of, of David, he appointed the gatekeepers by their divisions at every gate, for David the man of God had so commanded. Make sure you've got gatekeepers. Husbands, fathers, you are a gatekeeper in the home. There are gatekeepers in this ministry. If the Lord was ever to call me out of this house to something else, there would be someone in front of me that would lead me to my next assignment. I would never go without a gatekeeper. Are you moving without a gatekeeper this morning? Who are you? Number nine, Spirit of the Lord is here. Number nine, don't start anything on your own. You will need a voice from another level. Whoa, eight and nine go together. If you're on this level and the person talking to you is on that same level, you better get someone from the next level if you're going up. Daniel chapter 8, verse 16. And I heard the voice of a man between the banks. And he called out and said, uh-oh, uh-oh, a man from the banks, Gabriel, give this man an understanding of the vision. Oh, my so a man on the bank spoke to an angel by the name of Gabriel that he, he, Gabriel, would give this man the vision of understanding. That's what that means. Number 10, turn to somebody and say he really kept his word. Because I'm right inside the frame of what God's wanting to do this morning. How many have enjoyed what the others have shared? Let's give the Lord praise in the house. <clears throat> Number 10. And this is why sometimes good teams fall to weak teams. Here, let me break it down. Please don't be offended. It's happened to Ohio State too. But I think it was last year it happened to Florida against Georgia Southern. Wait till I give you the principle, then you'll understand. Great athletes, better than average athletes, have a hard time keeping it at the same level when they play teams with less power and less ability. It is absolutely the truth. Who are you to say that? I coached for almost 20 years. I can tell you. The nights when we played certain teams in this region, it was tough to get those guys ready. I'll give you the principle in just a second. But man, when we were going to Dixie County, man, when we were going to PK Young, Man, when we were playing in tournaments down in Ocala, there was no need to motivate those kids. They were already there. Are you ready for number 10? I want to speak over this house that you're alive and you're vibrant and you're hungry and you're passionate about the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I declare that over your lives. Give God praise in the house. Now I know, and I'm going to go ahead and put this right out there. Now I know why Travis Richardson and Cedric Bennett had a hard time going down to Cedar Key to play. Number 10. I'm for real, folks. I don't have time to play. If there is no spoil, it's not your fight. Meaning what? If there's nothing for you to gain in that, why are you entering there? Let's go to the Old Testament. 2 Chronicles 14, 13. Now Asa and the people who were with him pursued them, and so did many. And the Ethiopians fell that they could not recover, for they were shattered before the Lord and before his army. And they, the people of Israel, carried away all of the plunder, all of the spoil. When God puts you in a fight, stay in that fight until you've gained the victory and enjoy the spoil. Give the Lord praise in the house. Because I want to move to the impartation. I had said in my heart that I would quickly go back over the ten without the scriptures. But if you need one and didn't get it, come and see me. I'm not the giver. I'm simply receiving it from the... From the uh, Conference, deeper conference, and now I want to transition it to you if you want it. Back to the closing quote. Ready? I want to give it to you again. Bob Pierce said this, let my heart be broken with the things that break the heart of God. Pastor, what's breaking God's heart today? When he gives us fresh rhema, 
we act like what's on TV and on Facebook is better than those 10 revelational truths. Let's pray. Father, your heart is heavy because the church is not where it should be. But today, we as a member of that body, we as many members now rise to the occasion to incorporate what we have received this morning in short stories in the nuggets that has been given by the pastoral staff And now we wait upon you for the impartation of what you want to do in the lives of your people here in our lives. We are not the finished product. You know there's still many areas in my own life that is under construction and still messed up, stinks, and all the rest. But to God be the glory, we will march on in Jesus' name. God's people said. Turn to somebody and say impartation. So when we got down to Houston, the Spirit of the Lord began to speak immediately when we started receiving some of the nuggets that we received before we got into the facility. One of those nuggets that was given to us was this type of a handout. You know I love microphones. Thank God I didn't have to have any of this kind of stuff when I coached. Give me a real mic. Do me something right here. I got it. Well, I, I, I tell you one thing, and it's okay for you to know. Nothing frustrates me when the anointing gets messed with. I become a raging lion. Because the anointing is what we've prayed for, we fast for, we serve for. If you've been watching and listening... When I walked up here, it's all about going deeper. And so when I picked this up, the Spirit of the Lord said, it's not yours. I'm starting to tune down my responses. Hello. Because my first response, and he muffled it, was, what do you mean it's not mine? I'll show you it's mine. He said, you're a carrier of this, but you're going to give it away. Because what we don't understand is that men like Israel Houghton, he's at a whole nother level from where I am, but I got to get there. And I learned some things that I'm now going to do even more. So I asked him somewhere during the conference, then who does this go to? And the spirit of the... The Spirit of the Lord gave me the person's name and then also said, if they will cherish it the way you cherish my presence, it will revolutionize her life. Uh Uh-oh, he's getting close now. He's almost ready to tell us who it is. You want to be around people who carry what you're longing for. And so when I saw her this morning, there was confirmation. God will speak and then he confirms. God will speak and then he'll confirm. God will speak and then he confirms. If, God's, if you say God speaks and there's no confirmation, check who spoke. Because the Bible says that the enemy will come as an angel of light. I've had him visit many times. That angel of light does not come from the kingdom. So, Caitlin, if you'll come, please. I'm going to tell you what I know by the Spirit of God. God's going to take you deeper than any student at any of our schools in this Tri-County area. I need Amy and Robin and Mom to come. Stand around her. God's going to use you not only currently, but this is for the, for the entire journey of your life. God's going to use you in ways that you don't even have a clue. God's about to take you deeper than you've ever been in your life. Ladies, pray over her. And I just want you, oh, that's, that's a beautiful thing to cry. We did a lot of it over the weekend. I want you to confess with your mouth, I'm ready to go deeper. I want you to pray. Next, <clears throat> I love to strip. And I love to mess, I love to mess with people too. So that I know that you're, I'm like, oh my God. 
because that just takes all the religious stuff right out of here. I was not in favor of the shirts for us at the home level. Keep praying and seal that because it's like I look at the financial side of it all the time. But the Lord spoke clearly that we were to get shirts. I'm talking about Robin and I. And when I got my shirt, I got a shirt, obviously, you can see, bigger than me. And he said, that's not yours either. And I said, huh? He said, that shirt goes to someone too. I said, okay. He said, you can wear it to church, and then you're going to give it away. And this is for a young man who God is going to take further and deeper than I have walked. And I'm not done walking, so he can only begin to imagine how deep he's going to go in God. This is a very prophetic moment right now that many within the body of Christ has lost. And that's why many don't come to church because it's the same old, same old all the time. So this morning I need for, Brad, I need for Joshua Kenneth to come. And I'm not doing this because you're my son. I'm doing it because you're his child. And I need some godly men to come around his life. I'm about to take this shirt off. It's okay, dude. This is one reason why it was a short message. I'm burning up. I forgot to bring a shirt. I went looking for some, and they were all small girls' shirts out there. You can't do that when you've got a body of a God. Boom. So I just went and got a plastic bag because I'm that serious about obeying God. God said you're going to give this to him in the service because I'm going to do something in his life that will keep him on the campus, will keep him when he goes on to further his education because he, his father, his father is going to take him deeper than his daddy could ever take him. That's why a lot of children buck and leave the church because their daddies tried to make a bigger impression than their daddy. So here's your shirt. God's about to take you deeper. I told you, folks. Smell it. Smell it. Now I want you guys to pray over him. I'm not taking this off. I am burning up. But I obeyed God. And just in case this is really bothering you, you would never want to meet any of the prophets of the Old Testament and the things that God called them to do and the things they laid down. I have pride just like you guys do. But when God tells me to do something, I don't back up. I do exactly. And I don't look for people to come up and go, man, that was really cool. Or, you really embarrassed us. Well, how embarrassed we should have all been when Jesus was hanging on the cross because of us. Pray over his life. That shirt really is supposed to go on right now. Over that for just a moment. That's what the Spirit of the Lord showed me. God's really going to take you deeper, dude. Way past your, your papa. 60 years. Way past me. He's going to take you. I'll get that on and smell it. You guys pray. Hallelujah. Now, we're done. Is there anyone? Yeah, I just want to come up there just to see how ugly you look. I don't blame you. If you desire something from the Lord this morning, in a moment I'm going to have um, Bradley come back up and they'll close in a song and Robin. But if you desire something from the Lord this morning, maybe one of the nuggets... Maybe something that was shared by one of the staff members. I invite you to come, all right? And then we're at the finish line. And I'm going to have Pastor B come back up. Wow, look at this. So willing, people, just to come. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor B. And there may be a worship song here at the end. And there may be others who just, you know, man, I really want, I want an impartation. I want something from the Lord. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. 
we want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.